Hello and welcome to this edition of the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report. My name is Wade Bates. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Got a special program today for you. Not going to talk to coaches per se. Going to talk a little scouting. As many of you are familiar with the storied success over the last decade of the Beaver Dam girls basketball team. A lot of that has to do with obviously kids working hard, coaching staffs and such, but there are also other people involved in the success of programs. And one of those is scouting. Tim Chase has been able to find himself a couple of pretty good scouts that get a look at future opponents and those guys are Dan Yagodinsky and Jack Nortman, two of the guys that do a lot of his scouting work for him right now and we're going to kind of talk with Jack and Dan here today about what goes into scouting, what maybe Coach Chase looks for from them when they go out and take a look at future opponents and just kind of dive into the adventures on the road. Should be a pretty fun show today. We're also going to hear from Coach Chase before we talk to Dan and Jack about uh, those two guys and what he looks for from his scouts as well. We need to thank always our sponsors of the program, the Eagle Lake Island Lodge which is two and a half hours north of International Falls, Minnesota. It's an all-inclusive fishing island. If you're looking for a Canadian fishing trip, Eagle Lake Island Lodge takes all of the hassle out of it. Just bring yourself up there, maybe your poles. They will take care of everything. Visit EagleLakeIslandLodge.ca. That's EagleLakeIslandLodge.ca or just search Eagle Lake Island Lodge on Facebook. Also, the anchor of the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report is Bruce Kaufman at Flyway Carpet cleaning. If you need your carpets cleaned, whether it's your home, your office, your business, contact Bruce because he will do a great job affordably. Great guy, supports uh, many, many different causes across the area, including big supporter of high school athletics. Flyawaycarpetcleaning.com is his website. He's cleaned every single carpet in my house since we moved here. We're going to hear from uh, Golden Beavers head coach Tim Chase in just a couple of minutes, talking about what he looks for from scouts and what kind of information he is looking for as they prepare for future opponents. They're going to talk with Dan Yagodinsky and Jack Nortman about scouting for the Beaver Dam girls basketball team. That's all coming up on the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report. Thanks for listening to the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report. It's our goal on the program to promote the youth of our area and the great things they do in a positive manner. One company that shares the same vision is Bruce and the staff at Flyway Carpet Cleaning. They proudly service customers all across South Central Wisconsin, including the Beaver Dam, Burnett, Columbus, Fox Lake, Randolph, Wapan, Fond du Lac, Horicon, Juneau, Mayville, Houstisford, Fall River, Clyman, Lowell, and Reeseville areas. I can tell you this, when I moved to Beaver Dam and I asked around as to who I should contact to clean my carpets, the consensus was Flyway Carpet Cleaning, and Bruce didn't disappoint. Flyway Carpet Cleaning provides residential and commercial cleaning services. Whether you need a small stain removed or your entire home or office cleaned, they have the experience and the tools to complete the job on time and on budget, all with the personal attention that you deserve. They service homes and apartments of all sizes. Whether you need a spill cleaned or hosting an event or want your floors to sparkle, you may have pet odors and stains, or just want your floors to be fresh and clean, they have you covered. When it's time to get the carpets cleaned in your office or home, I strongly recommend Flyway Carpet Cleaning. Give Bruce a call at 920-885-6188. That's 920-885-6188. Or check out flywaycarpetcleaning.com. Flyway Carpet Cleaning, they don't cut corners, they clean them. And if you see Bruce around town from Flyway Carpet Cleaning, thank him for being a part of the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report. Let's head to Beaver Dam High School right now and bring in head girls basketball coach Tim Chase. Not going to talk about uh, on the floor type of things. We can talk to Coach Chase about 
a lot here on the show, but we are going to uh, talk a little bit about scouting. In a few minutes, we're going to bring in a couple of his scouts that kind of do some advance work for him, uh, Jack Nortman and Dan Yagodinsky. And But Coach Chase, before we talk about those guys, um, just talk about scouting and, and how that maybe has changed for you when you, you get ready for opponents over the years. Well, scouting's always been a really important thing, you know, trying to take away tendencies from uh, the people that you're going to play and kind of prepare what you're going to do in practices and things. I think the big thing that's a lot different now is everything so on video, on tape already, and you get it immediately. So, uh, you know, with the huddle systems and things like that that we use, it's just automatic. Uh, and people go to it with an iPad, and, you know, we can be watching it, you know, two seconds later where 15, 20 years ago you had the VHS tapes and you were trying to exchange them as best you can and then trying to watch what they are. So it's definitely expedited a lot more. But at the same time, people know what you're doing that much quicker, too. So you really do have to be on top of your opponents as well. How much is having people willing to go out and scout for you? How much does that play a role in the success that your program has had? Well, it helps a lot. I mean, obviously, teams aren't going to usually just share with us on their own. Uh, you know, sometimes we'll have some people we can kind of work with a little bit, and we don't have to do that. We have to send people up, but a lot of times we do have to send people on the road. And, uh, you know, one thing about our location, we're not really close to a lot of schools, so there is some definitely driving involved. And sometimes there's multiple games where we'll have people go to different locations on the same night. Uh, a good example is, you know, the last few years during regionals we've had people going to three different sites after a regional game just to get to uh, see who possible next opponents could be in the future so it, it is important how do you go about finding the right person to go out and scout for you to get the information that you're looking for because that's a question too you can't just send anybody can you well you gotta have a driver's license usually <laughs> so no i mean really i mean we more than anything we're looking for a good film of that uh you know because we can break down the film a lot is, is a big thing about that you know a lot of people do like to take notes if they have a basketball and a lot of times people want to go because they have an interest in on what they're doing uh you know and some of the people we use they definitely have an interest in not only our program but the sport of basketball as well so uh you know that kind of gives them some ideas of some things that they might be looking for not that we won't pick up a lot of that from the tape but uh it's just it's nice for them to have that passion and interest in wanting to do that have you had a lot of different people go out and scout for you over the years Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, over the years, I can think of a ton of people, different people, and uh, people. some people aren't even really know much about basketball that goes sometimes. Like I said, big thing is getting the film of the game and that we can get dissect it really afterwards. But, uh, yeah, it's 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 a key part. I mean, if we don't have a lot of information about uh, you know, a lot of other teams, it does make things you know a little more difficult. You know, we had a little film of some of the teams we played earlier this year from out of state, and we had some people go on trips to actually see some of those teams. But obviously, last year we were down in Florida. We didn't have a lot of tape of, of some of those teams that we had played at. And it does make a difference in our preparation. You know, just talking to, to Jack and Dan, two guys that are doing a lot of work for you now, I'm kind of scared to ask them questions because they tell me there's some, some road stories that, that they're going to be sharing, and those two guys uh, are all in, aren't they? That's that's up to them. They tell those stories. So I'm more interested in what goes on as far as what we could use for ourselves. So, But, uh, I mean, that is part of it. You know, we'll go out with people, and it's it's part of the uh, you know what we do as far as a group. Even when we go out with our coaching staff, we'll try to go to locations. And uh, a lot of places that we go to that we've been o- over years, Years, especially since we've been up to the Green Bay area in the Valley. You know, we have certain places we do like to you know, uh, go out to eat and things like that when we were up in those places, and uh, we look forward to some of those trips. And you know, some of the things we lost in the Little Ten when we used to go to those places, we're not going to those locations anymore. Where uh, you know, we did 25-cent wing night at a certain place in Oconomowoc or something like that. So, uh, yeah, there is a lot of fun to that as well as what we do with that. How much do you actually get out yourself to go and get a, look at, a first-hand look at teens? 
pretty often. Uh, if it's not a, a night that we have a game, I'm usually trying to go out somewhere, uh, weather depending. Uh, you know, the weather obviously is that. So I've been up to Green Bay multiple times already this year, Milwaukee area multiple times, obviously Madison area multiple times. Uh, so, yeah, I, I try to get out as much as I can. It's difficult with our schedule a lot of times because we play a lot of the nights of the same teams. But, you know, even when, you know, this summer I was already trying to map out some games that we'd want to get scouting. Uh, and there's, you know, with weather and things like that, things change a lot. But there definitely are some games that we want to go see. Do you get more when you get to see a, a team face-to-face, you know, with your eyes as opposed to watching on film? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's good. I mean, I'm pretty good with film. I like film study, so I think that's good for me. Some people, you can really tell the speed a little bit more of a kid when you're a little more live than watching them there. Uh, you just kind of get a, a better overview of everything. So I think it is good to see somebody live if you can, because sometimes you don't necessarily get the the clear picture when you're just watching on our videotape. All right, Coach Chase, I appreciate the time. We're going to bring in Jack Nortman and Dan Yagodinski here in a couple minutes. Thank you. We all know there are lots of great places to hunt and fish in Canada, but sometimes you wonder, is it worth the hassle? Bringing all your gear, food, beverages across the border, not to mention hauling your boat, paying for gas, bait, and whatever else comes up that nickels and dimes your budget away. Well, Eagle Lake Island Lodge, located two and a half hours north of International Falls, Minnesota, takes all the headaches out of planning your fishing trip to Canada. Whether it's just you and a buddy, a family reunion, or a large corporate group, Eagle Lake Island Lodge is all inclusive. Just show up with your fishing gear and your clothes and they provide three meals per day, unlimited gas, bait, lodging, one guided day, and an open bar all for one price. All located on an eight acre private island that is just a 10 minute boat ride away. Eagle Lake is a world renowned lake for muskies, walleye, pike, and smallies. Plan the Canadian trip of a lifetime at Eagle Lake Island Lodge. Find out more at eaglelakeislandlodge.ca or search Eagle Lake Island Lodge on Facebook. Honey, isn't it amazing? What? The, the sacrifice, the dedication, the grit. I mean, they really set an example, don't they? Oh, well, no question. Today's high school athletes are truly special. Not the athletes. Woohoo. The officials. Oh. Today's student athletes are truly special. But there's something pretty great about the men and women who officiate their games, too like the way they're giving back to their communities. Officiating is a terrific way to stay in shape, meet new people, and stay connected to the game you love. But the biggest reason of all? We need more qualified high school officials here in Wisconsin. And without them, the rest of us would have a whole lot less to cheer about. High school games need officials. High school sports need you. Great call, Rob. Yeah. Interested in becoming a licensed high school official? Go to highschoolofficials.com to learn more and begin the application process. Right now, let's bring in a couple of uh, guys who I nonchalantly was talking to at a Beaver Dam girls basketball game uh, a couple weeks back. Jack Nortman, kind of who a gentleman who isn't shy to speak his mind, uh, came up to me and said, "Hey, I know you do a podcast, and uh, we do a lot of scouting for Beaver Dam. When are you going to have us on?" And I said, "When do you want to come on?" Hey, that's outstanding. You know, sometimes you, we always say that success is when when uh, preparation meets opportunity. And opportunity. Here we are having the opportunity to talk to the Little legendary John, Wooden. Uh, Absolutely, John moniker. Wooden. 
So Jack Nortman, Dan Yagodinsky joining us today. Two gentlemen very involved in Beaver Dam basketball, girls basketball, and basketball in general. But you guys are kind of, can I call you advanced scouts, which is what they sure. call them in the NBA? Folks of a certain age could what? refer to us as Statler and Waldorf from what, the Muppets. What, what did Vinny ever. call us? The Dream Team? Yeah, exactly. The Sunshine Boys we've been referred to <laughs> as such as well. So. <laughs> Uh, I think when people see us walk into a gym, hopefully they don't walk the other way. <laughs> well, and, and what we want to talk about, obviously it's well documented, the historic success that Beaver Dam girls basketball team has had over the last decade plus under Coach Tim Chase. And, you know, you two have kind of played a little bit of a role in that. We talked to Coach Chase earlier about uh, the role of, of scouting and, and how that's helped develop his program. But uh, you two gentlemen will go out and kind of get the scouting reports on teams that they're going to play. And before we kind of dive into that, talk about your background and how, how you got involved with, with the program and, and how you got into scouting. Well, I, if you don't know, I'm about half of Yago's age. So <laughs> I, I, I graduated high school in 2012. And when I was a sophomore, Tim came up and Age asked before me. Beauty yeah, there it. you go. Uh, and asked me, he said, do you want to keep the statistics for my girls' basketball team? And I reluctantly accepted, but I'm glad I did because it's been uh, fun to pal around with those guys. That was the 2009-10 season. So you could say I've been here since the beginning, so to speak, and some years in between when I was at, at, at college. But now it's, it's, it's good to be back. But uh, that was also Dan Hallman's first year as assistant, so it was – you know, that first game that I, I did that it was against Oshkosh North, and they just beat the brakes off of them. And I thought, well, there might be something here. And they went on to the state tournament that year and unfortunately got beat. But that was sort of the start of my involvement uh, with the program, and it's been a fun ride ever since. They're pretty good, I'd say. And Dan, yours is much more storied because you're a little little more of a veteran, I guess you can say. He's got more years in yeah. than well, I do. Yeah, I've got a quite a few years of coaching many different sports but probably about 30 plus in basketball starting back in boys basketball back in Rockford Boylan when I got out of college but many years of that when I moved back to Beaver Dam one of the things uh, I coached my son's teams and through the middle school years but also then my daughter who's also a junior right now started coaching that group with Dan Holman starting in third grade Um, and we took them through the middle school years and uh, we ended up winning the 6th, 7th, and 8th grade middle school titles, uh, the Invitational. And, you know, I've just always had a passion for sports, but basketball in particular. And obviously, you want to be whatever I'm involved in, I'm going to go ahead first and, you know, try to be a part of it and give any information we can. So, And I, I think it should be duly noted the respect I got for this guy because he knows what a winner is like because you were on the 1979 football team and we can't <laughs> thanks, not Jack. throw that in well, so thanks, he, but, the, but the bottom line is is he knows a winner when he sees one and it's just glad to be part of of a program like this that we just we love so much and uh and it's just nice to be a part of and that's correct and you know that's one it, that's a key point is you know we we want to do whatever we can to help the program and part of that is, as you've indicated, you know, getting out, and Coach Chase mentioned, getting out and getting film of teams that we have not seen or we maybe don't have access to the film. We have access to all the films of our conference teams, so we probably right. don't spend as much time there. But we will spend a lot of time on team prospective teams for uh, sectional matchups and then maybe prospective state Correct. matchups if we get there. And, and it really starts out uh, – you know, we'll look at the slate of games for the coming week or so, and we might we sort of try to kill two birds with one stone. For example, uh, early on in the season, Pewaukee 
is playing, I think it was Notre Dame. Yep, correct. And and Notre Dame uh, is a team that, that uh, we're... We have a long history with. We, we do have a long history with, to put it mildly. But, you know, we <laughs> see that as a matchup that Pewaukee, we might see them at state. Notre Dame, we might see them in the sectional final. They're playing each other. So you, tr- you sort of try to look for those matchups to say, well... Correct. Here's an opportunity to see two teams play at once, and they're playing each other. So you can sort sure. of kind of look for matchups, and you learn more, I think, about, you know, usually the matchups we see are pretty high-profile matchups. So the first years that you guys actually went out, and you, know, you talked about being a, doing scoring for the girls' basketball team back when you were a young lad. When's the first time <laughs> that, that, that each of you went out scouting? So I can remember I was in high school, and Hallman asked me to go, and it was, I think, that first year, and I can't, I think it was a West Bend East game, because this was back before, because this is 2009, 2010. Well, that's when East was good. And East was very good. Don Gruber and Tim Chase can go on and on about Don Gruber, what a great coach he was, because they, they had a lot of good players. Um, so in those days, we actually had to scout the conference teams because there was no huddle. iPads weren't even really a thing yet, because this was almost 10 years ago. So there was still, there was... Probably, if you talk to Tim and Dan, they probably did more scouting within the Little Ten Conference Correct. Uh, in those years. So Hallman and I went, and my, he asked me to go, and I'm kind of thinking, why Why are you going to go see another team play? I didn't really click, you know, like, why would you do that? But we went, and we had fun, and you sort of start to see why that's important. And then as, you know, time went on, Tim would ask me if I wanted to go along, if I was home on Christmas break or something like that. So you sort of start to get the tendencies down of what, is entailed with a scouting trip and i think you know being shown that by those people it's just tremendous to get that kind of knowledge and experience that 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 they need dan when did you start you know i couldn't even pinpoint it exactly uh-huh. because i've been to so many basketball games coached so many different games at different levels and uh i couldn't even pinpoint it to tell you the truth but all i know is that you know you want to be a part of what's uh, happening and be a part of the solution and part of being out on the road uh, a big part of it with technology today you can see all these things on huddle different coaches exchange tapes but seeing different teams in person it's sometimes the speed factor sometimes looking at individual matchups to understand what that some little idiosyncrasies i'm big also i like to watch a lot of times I like to watch the huddle at different times and see which players on certain teams trip uh, are, are really the, the teams that are the person that really ignites the team or that controls the team. And if that person's frustrated, the whole team gets frustrated. So there's some strategy in that, too, to maybe uh, take a person and try to take that person out of the game and frustrate them because then the whole team sometimes gets frustrated. So then you started, you kind of were separate scouts. Then at some point you became, I can tell you the story. Oh gosh. Yeah. No, it was, it was actually, Hmm. it's going to be three years ago. when Tim asked me if our, my friend Vinny and I, a guy that had filmed for (laughs) Tim for quite a while, and he has come on the road with us many times, uh, asked if we'd go see Seymour, and Seymour was playing Green Bay Southwest, and it was the regional championship game, and Yago's already laughing, but I can tell you, I'm walking out of the gym because we were playing West Bend West, and we uh, didn't have, we almost said what I might dare say is a clunker, and Tim would agree with that. We're down, I think, 17-7 to 7, uh, in the first half, and they ended up coming back to win by who knows, God knows how much, but so that Seymour game, we had just enough time to where maybe, you know, we could... Uh, 
see the end of our game and then jet up to Seymour. So I'm walking out of the gym, and this guy comes up to me, and he says, uh, hey, do you mind if I go to Seymour with you? I look up in a stand, and I had never met him before, and I thought, I reluctantly, again, said yes, but uh, then the guy started cracking jokes in the back of my pickup truck, and uh, we've never looked back, I guess, so to speak. So we had a good night that day. We did a couple of more trips down that thing, and then uh, last year is really when we started to just go full bore with this thing because I think we work so well together and we're available. So yeah. Yeah. You talked to you, you talk, Danny started talking about it a little bit. So let's say, okay, Tim says you're going to go watch uh, you know, a big game which is you may be listening to this before or after, playing Aquinas, uh, coming up, two-time defending state champion. And Coach Chase says to you guys, even at the beginning of the year, hey, we got this big game in the Dells uh, coming up. I need you guys to uh, to go out and scout scout Aquinas for us. Uh, tell us where, how it begins and what you do. Well, basically, obviously we'll look at schedules. Uh, Jack and I will take a look at their team schedules and see if there's other teams that are maybe uh, – a little better on their schedule so that we're not just going to see a 40, 50, 60 point blowout. But when we go, um, the staff has put together a pretty good uh, critique sheet. And one of the things I think I mentioned, uh, both Jack and I are real keen on watching, looking for matchups. And we have a sheet that basically that's what we look at. And we put all the starters. I'll also log, I, I circle on the programs who the starters are, but then below that I'll put the whoever came in the game and at the exact times so that even though they can see it on film, now they may have all this information up front ahead of time so that they can see who the key subs are at different times and what their specialty might be or what they can really provide for their team and how we take that away. Then as the game goes on, we take a look at... um, we look at their strengths and weaknesses, and we chronicle that and put it on a sheet on the back. Uh, we look at our keys to the game, both offense and defense. And then we may have some summary points and then special notes. There might be some individual things. One of the key things that I look at, and I did, I've done this all through my coaching career, if you're in tight games with equal-type talent, probably the key thing I think is, you know, in football they refer to as special teams. I call it special teams in basketball. And one of the key areas is when you're inbounding a ball under the basket that you're trying to score, you need to be efficient and probably score three or four out of five times. And then the vice versa to that is you need to try to stop the other team. You know, try to limit them to maybe one or two out of five times because you're going to have that in the game. That a lot of times in key tight games Mm -hmm. is the difference in those games. And I think it should be said, another aspect of this is, you know, we have to know our team pretty well. Who are we going to match up with so-and-so? Who's going to be – because you don't want to send back a thing that got the matchups all wrong. So even when we watch – our team play when we watch Beaver Dam play, we can look at that too and say, "Well, maybe mm-hmm. Jada Donaldson would be matched up better with this person, or Maddie on this person." So it does take—it's uh, a two-way street, in my opinion, is the way I look at it. I don't know if you're the same way, but I think when it comes to matchups, you have to know your team equally as well, if not better than the team you're scouting. And, and there's no doubt them, about it, right? Yeah. As you scout them, you know more and more. You sort of pick up the tendencies i think uh correct of both of both sides when you get a team that's state quality uh, caliber cha- you know 
when you're, you're going to be squaring up against. And you, Dan, you mentioned having to find games that are going to be competitive. I mean, how much, if you end up at a game that's not competitive and say, can you pull enough at least to get a start? Say if starters are in for the first half or even if you get out to a big lead and, and the, the substitution patterns start changing. I mean, how, how big of a role does that play if you get caught in, let's call it like a clunker kind of game yeah. where you're seeing reserves There's early? That how, how, does, how does that how does, how does that affect how you actually scout a game then? I think, and I don't know if you agree, but I'll give you a good example. Last year we did quite a bit of scouting of New Berlin Eisenhower, and, and they ended up not making it to state, which is too bad. But uh, So we went to a game where they played Stoughton, and we didn't even tell Tim we were going. We no, just, we just sometimes up, we, just we just go. We just go because we say we know we need to scout Let's that team. just go. And so we'll text him and be like, hey, we're at Eisenhower or whoever, and he's like, Okay, let me know, you know. Um, but but in the first half, it was kind of close. The second half, it pulls away. In my opinion, what you take from a blowout is what got them there. Was it the shooting? How did they get open? And sometimes it's to the fault of the other team not being able to defend or getting caught up in screens or whatever you want to talk about. In that example, Julia Hintz, their all-time leading scorer who now plays, I believe, at Cleveland State. Cleveland State, State um, yeah. You know, just went off from three. So how do they get her open? Well, Aaron Hedman, the Minnesota recruit who's still on the team, sets a bunch of screens. Well, Stoughton couldn't keep up with that. So you can kind of be alert to those kinds of things, too. Even though it's not close, you sort of look at how did it get this way. And uh, you can take more, in my opinion, offensively from blowouts than you can from defensively just because you're looking at how things got to be the way that they shaped up to be in that game. Yeah, and I would say that... In a blowout game, you hit a key point, Wade. You might have a half that you can really take from it. A lot of times in the second half, you can throw all your notes and everything. and just right. set, If you're going to stay, you just with, watch. With because stuff the too. game's over already. They're not going to be doing a lot of times. Uh, well, they're not going to have their key people in the game, most cases. Unless there's, uh, I've seen it where there's rivalry games and certain coaches have a little bit of an agenda. Sure. <laughs> but uh, for the most part, yeah, you can still see certain things about individual players. Maybe not as much about the team because they're going to be freewheeling if they're up 30, even in the first half. So what do you, so when you go to a game, game's over, you go to wherever you go after the game. Sure. And then when, what, do you, what do you have to prepare for? What do you, what do you prepare for, for the staff? So we have basically a set of notes that we look at with matchups and all that stuff. And basically, you know, we send texts, text messages, uh, halftime score, final score, who had what for points, that kind of stuff. I, at times, sometimes if we have somebody do the filming, I do a scorebook and mm-hmm. just send that right away so Tim doesn't have to wait for the huddle, yep. uh, whatever that's called, yep, the, the stats to be yep. uh, promulgated, if you will. So That's a big word. Yeah, that is a big word. That's a $10 word. <laughs> so uh, the college education got me something. But uh, so we'll send maybe points or who had a good game or if somebody had gotten injured right away. But, you know, we're pretty good about uploading it to huddle right away. Yago's got his notes. I got the scoring. Yeah. It's, it's uh, you know, and as you scout a team more and more, it's sort of. It all comes together. Basically, what we do is we'll go sit down. Uh, we'll go sit down somewhere. Sometimes we'll just sit in the lobby uh, at the school, right. depending on what's and going on. So, so everything's notes. fresh. We'll put together, again, our sheet with what we talked about, all the matchup pieces that we would see. Uh, and, again, knowing our team, as Jack mentioned, is very key to that, to understand what we would do to another team using our assets against theirs. Again, we would go through and just verify what we put down. The strengths and weaknesses are right. 
again, what we would do um, on the offensive and defensive end, and then a summary, and then a lot of special notes. What I look at, and I put notes as the game's going on, key things, what a player likes to do. If they're, if they're going to their right, if they like to do certain things and how we take that tendency away, if a team gives up baseline, gives up, gives up layups off of that, or what they're trying to do, and how we want to attack it. And there's all kinds of different things that we can try to right. recommend. Has there ever been a, a close game, maybe it be a tournament game or a state game, where mm. you're in a situation and something happens and you can be like, mm-hmm. I saw that, we no pointed question. that out, we scouted that, and that's how we defended no it correctly? No question. I, I, I'll point to one example. And this is one that was particularly sweet, was in the state semifinals against Hortonville uh, la- this, this last season when we just beat the pants off of them. I mean, it just <laughs> – and that was when McGlone, who's still there, and we can talk about Hortonville in a bit, but uh, a terrific player, I believe, going to UW-Milwaukee. Yep, UW-Milwaukee. Uh, post player down there. Um, they, they had trouble breaking our press – <laughs> and we had seen them probably four or five times that last season against various teams because the FBA, is, it was a tough conference last year. This year, not quite so much. But we saw them play Kimberly twice, who was a state team, uh, and Appleton East, I think, one other time. So, mm-hmm. And they played Notre Dame. And Notre Dame. We, we saw, saw Notre right. Dame that early So in the when year. we watched them in the second half, I'm doing the scorebook at the table at the Resch Center, and they have Macy McGlone bringing the ball – into the front court we're like this is game over and tim yeah. would probably yeah. tell you that too but we saw that before when they had trouble they'd get it to her and she yep. would move and so it's like well there you go when and you look at it look she she scored 10 points in the first half was kind of keeping them in the on the radar right. screen now when you have your 6-3 center going in the backcourt expending all that energy to bring the ball up because their guards can't handle it, you kind of know you're in a pretty oh, yeah. good position. And, and, and the other thing is she just parks herself on the right block all the time. And goes right and all the so time. If that's, but that's another example is, you know, you see that time after time, eventually you're going to figure it out, even people that have never played the game. So, so it's little things like that that you oh, yeah. out that can make a difference in a game. Now, guys, uh, what, what's, the, what's the most number of games you've ever been to in a weekend or, say, even a day? or a night well i would say the record that we had in a day was three and it yep. was when beaver dam was in florida and we went and saw arrowhead who we were playing later in the year play <laughs> arrowhead against bayport, bayport who it made was it one to of state. the most it was boring a triple games. overtime game we should count that as two I, games i think there was like seven points scored in the oh, three it overtimes ugly. it was so boring and then we went to watch eisenhower play uh, I think it was Green Bay Southwest. I, yes. And was. then we went and saw a nightcap, which was uh, it was it was holiday tournament time. So there was like a game at noon, game at three, game at seven. So th- the record in a day is three. Well, I think we saw four this year at that Brookfield tournament. Yeah, actually. there you go. We saw four this year there. Right. And then obviously, if you want to count, that's a her, lot of basketball. Uh, Wade. Yeah. You uh, better like it if you're gonna. And and part of that, and and we also actually, I went to the Watertown Christmas tournament this year. Saw four or five games there. I don't know. You might have been in. I think you were with a family. Uh, yes. That day, but saw Hortonville against Reedsburg, and that turned out to be pretty beneficial too because. Reedsburg gave us a pretty competitive game this year, but yeah, they sure um, did. You know, and you know what? It can't, another most 
you know, if we're going by records here, we saw New Berlin Eisenhower last year play seven times <laughs> to the point where I think the people in the gym knew who we were and asked us why we were coming again. But, you know, they played another tough conference where they paid, played Pewaukee twice, a team that Pius. didn't have a whole – and Pius, too. So you look at that, and it's sort of all hypothetical when you play teams like that because, or when you scout teams like that because you might not even play them. Like last year, we scout Eisenhower all those times, and we, they didn't even make it to state. So it's sort of like an in-case type of a but thing. But you know what? You know the history. They've had a storied program. They've won two state titles. They've had three runner-ups. They're a program that's always been there. Gary Schmidt just recently just retired, retired, but yeah. he's run a program. He, We probably kind of took that gold standard off away from him. I know Tim somewhat. has a lot of respect for Coach Schmidt. Mm-hmm. Uh, in what he's been able to do. They won Division Two when we made it to state in 2010. Yes. Um, and they had a girl named Nicole Bauman, who was a classmate of mine at UW-Madison, who was a heck of a player. Um, but, but no, so you sort of take the bits and pieces of what you yeah. see, and if we would have played Eisenhower, we would have known everything. Yeah, we would have. We would have. We would have had good matchups. We would have been right. fine. You know, and that's a key thing you talked about. It. We went saw seven games, and we would walk in the gym, and the girls that I coached the that junior class, and so Mike Plockman was a coach for New Berlin Eisenhower, and his wife and a lot of the wives, uh, the mothers from that junior class, we'd walk in and they go, "You guys are here again." <laughs> they, Unfortunately, <laughs> that's been the case for a few gyms just, now. But just <laughs> but you know, and we don't wear beaver dam things when we go no. scouting. But there's certain people that just know who we are after right. a certain time, we, and and we don't make any friends or enemies. Our goal nope, is to make just, no news right. because the last thing we want yeah. is somebody to get in trouble over something. Right. So we have fun when we're on the road. We have a pretty good rapport. We oh, yeah. keep it light, and we're you know when Vinny used to come along, oh, he would gosh. just sit in the back seat and shake his head we, at all we, the stuff. You know what? Be. But it comes from. <laughs> A passion for the game of basketball, a passion for this program to do well. This is an unprecedented run. We both love Tim and Dan and Allie. All those coaches do such a nice job. So it's just, yep. it's fun to be a part and to to help out in that sense, yep. just for us. Because it's, it's been, you know what, prior to, you know, 2017, the only state title was in 1979. I think Dan Holman. It's I come up well, twice now no, in, this, in this podcast. I know. Well, I, I, for those somebody was mentioning to me, and I didn't realize it, that they go, oh, you know, we just it just hit us that, you know, your daughter now is uh, part of uh, being, the, I think, the only person that's linked to the 1979 state oh, championship. No, so can't let it was go. Kind of, no, my, but, no, they won a state title in basketball. Then they went in, like, 19, in the, the boys 30s. in, like, 37 or something like that. What my point being is that the community needed some hardware. Yes. And I remember talking to Dan Hallman about that uh, after they won the first one yeah. against Cudahy. So it's just been fun to see the community rally around this program. Yeah. And, and, and I know I've known Tim for a long time, and uh, – we're just hoping that he does well, and that's why yeah. that's why we're here. Yeah, we're we're wishing him well, obviously, and his his surgeries, and we're praying for him, and we wish him a strong recovery, right. and hope he can come back for the playoffs. Absolutely. You know, one thing I would add too is you know you talk about the involvement. I've known Dan Holman a long time, and we've coached together, obviously in the youth level, so uh, we have a rapport there too. So it, it's it's kind of fun. We see the game to some degree the same, and and so that can translate, and so he can take a lot of the stuff that I put down. And Jack and I look at and say, yeah, we I, I see those things. And it helps them to us seeing it live when they look at it on film, that we can give them a lot of stuff ahead of time. And then they can be, oh, yeah, we, we see that also. Or maybe they refine it a little bit. Yeah, and I think that that's one of the things is, uh, 
you know, we just, it's just so important for us to be able to contribute anything because, you know, we're far past our prime playing days, you know, and so uh, to be able Did to. You, ever you, speak for your, you speak for yourself, oh, Jack. All right. Well, oh, Dan, you're a has-been and I'm a never-will-be. <laughs> oh, How about that? <laughs> that way. So obviously you guys are going to be grinding hard down the home stretch of the season because, you, you know, you've got the three. Yeah. And, you know, getting to four is rare. Nobody's ever done here. four. And I know what a great admirer Tim Chase is of Vince Lombardi. And uh, you always watch that NFL film special, getting ready for the 67 season, when he said each year you have different motivating features or factors. And at this particular time, we're going to try to repeat because up to that point, nobody had won three NFL championships in a row. And I think uh, this group has taken sort of a similar attitude. I think they're going to get their work done, but... And they might not even talk about the state tournament, to tell you the truth. No, I it's think, in the back of your mind. No, and, and Tim has the correct uh, uh, statement all the time when, when different reporters ask him about the team and may talk about that. He said, you know, all we're trying to do is each possession get better. Right, each and that's the right get better, And then each practice in, during the week get better. And that's what our thrust is. If, that ta- if we do that, it, everything else you will take care of You can be proud of the past. You can be proud of the past, but you don't live in the past. And this is a brand-new team that brings its own set of challenges and competencies that yep. they're going to have to deal with. So right. before we wrap up, guys, you've been out in the field, out in the courts all over the state uh, this year, just looking at the Division Two field. You know, you look at rankings mm-hmm. and stuff, too, but when, you, when you've when you seen teams, yeah. you know, we, in person, right. what what do you who do you, what's, what's out there, what teams that you look at and say, hey, right. this team has a chance to We, uh, we always uh, joke. Like and run. say, you know, we, we've seen maybe more games than the people doing the rankings. And we'd make, we would make agree, that comment Probably more than with sports somewhat. Yeah. But, but uh, hmm. so we sort of have our own rankings of, of a pecking order, so to speak, of who's a threat to us. And in, in my opinion, Wade, and I don't know if Dan agrees with me or not on this because we haven't had the chance to really broach the subject, but I think Pewaukee actually has the more talented roster. When you look at their players, they have a great center whose name is Vivian Gendy. I'm not sure if she's going to play college anywhere. Lauren I don't Schill, think she's committed yet. Lauren Schill is there. And then Emily and Sarah Newcomer, who just are just terrific. And in my opinion, you know, last year they upset New Berlin Eisenhower, and they played well. You know, Jack, their key player, though, I think that you're missing is that Osterman, the point guard. Right, and that was she Kennedy kind of Osterman, runs, yeah. How they, it seems like how they go is how she goes right. to some degree. The tough thing with them, they're an up-and-down team. They are. You see it this year. They got year. beat by New Berlin they've been, Eisenhower. They, they've got like three or four losses this year, they and we're do. trying to think, where did that come from? Right, and, and I think the next part of that is, is, is obviously Hortonville, and I think we can almost count on Hortonville making it to state just because if you look at the teams they're going to play, they're they don't sectional, have to contend yeah, with because yeah. their sectional is so... It's very weak. So we basically, at the start of the year, can count on Hortonville being there just because of the teams we have played. We have a pretty tough road. I mean, to, to play, we're going to have to play Notre Dame most likely. No, it's going to be... And, you know, you look at it, if we look at matchups, um, I don't know... That anything can happen in one game situations. We all know that. Absolutely. But conventional wisdom says we'll probably see Slinger maybe in the sectional semifinal. We're either going to probably be having Green Bay Notre Dame, Green Bay Southwest, who just upset them at Green they Bay did. Notre Dame this last week. And, you know, there's a couple other teams maybe up there that could do something. Pulaski, we thought could con early in the year, but no. They've, they've dropped off I, I've quite a bit. I've seen their talent a lot. Uh, they're key players we played against a lot. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we look at that first. And then if we were to get the state, Hortonville has a pretty and, easy sectional. And I think if you look at, you know, my prediction just as we see what's sort of come to fore, 
that it'd be Hortonville, Pewaukee, and us. And then the story that we haven't talked about yet is that last sectional, the Madison sectional that Monroe yeah, came out of last year. And that's and that's that's going to be interesting to see who makes it because Monroe had to play a team in Milton in the sectional final last year that was 5-11 and 11 in their conference. <laughs> and that's a sectional final. And they only beat them by 16. So that, that fourth sectional, so to speak, is wide open. I mean, yeah, you really you're looking at DeForest, DeForest Wanakee, yeah. Reedsburg, and maybe Oregon. Those four, one of them is going to make it to state. Right. And so it's fun. They, I mean, it's yeah. going to be fun to see I mean, yeah. because, uh, you know, sometimes the games where you have evenly matched teams, even if they're not you know, records aren't very mm-hmm. good. Are the best games because yeah, and you I sort still of look at that come out. I, I still look at history a little bit, and you talk about Pewaukee, and we know they have a lot of talent, but they've been yeah. upset three or four times already this year. No question, uh, they did beat Notre Dame early in the year. They got beat by Germantown by eight or ten, a uh, team that we beat the first game of the season or second game of the season. That sectional is kind of interesting. You got Pewaukee. You got Pius, New Berlin, Eisenhower. Right. And then South That's Milwaukee a all of a sudden is ranked like third or fourth right now in Division Two. Right. I don't know what they have for competition or no, conference, but that's a team we might have to take a look at. All right, gentlemen. Again, you have to play one game at a time. There's still a lot of work to do here in the regular season before you can start talking about the playoffs. But I guess that's your job. Coach Chase goes one game at a time. You, it's both of your jobs to look ahead Absolutely. and uh, see potential matchups. We live in the hypothetical world, we like to say, when it comes yes. to guessing. Yep. There is some guesswork involved on, well, maybe we could see them here. So maybe yep. it's good to get that film. Well, Danny Agodinsky, Jack Nortman, again, this has been real fun. I mean, very insightful uh, to see how you how you go about it. And, again, it's just a part of, you know, part of, mm-hmm. of the – the building of the success that Beaver Dam and Coach Chase has had because, you know, when you said 2009, when you started being involved, uh, it was a totally different different animal here when it comes to girls' basketball here in Beaver Dam. Yeah, it was. And that the group that I, uh, you know, sort of came in with was sort of responsible for turning the tide, so to speak. And you know what? Everybody that's been a part of it, uh, you know, just deserves so much credit, uh, players-wise, coaches-wise. So it's just it's been nice to see that transpire yep you know and one thing wade in in closing we do have a good rapport jack and i we have a lot of fun you know we we have a lot of things we can talk about on the way to games whether it's the game or other things uh we just have a good time so that that's part of it too and that helps us to get out more which is which is a good thing we're always looking forward to our next spot because you know what in in february on a tuesday night where else would you rather be yeah exactly quality (laughs) we're not going to play golf we can't go outside it's too cold so if somebody's at a gym and sees two random guys walk in with a clipboard and whatever else you have uh be kind to them you'll gladly take free food if somebody wants to offer you up a a cheeseburger awesome yeah that would be awesome absolutely no question about it (laughs) that is true um no and uh it's it is a lot of fun and we we are with Wishing Tim Chase the best. And, yes, and it, it, we're wishing Tim, obviously, a speedy recovery, and hopefully he can make it back for the playoffs. He, but we also wish the girls uh, you know, that they have a, a good season it's, here. And, it's uh, tough to put into words how much Tim means to, to the two of us, I think, just to see him going through this tough yes. medical time is, is just so hard to see because he's such an important big part of our lives, and we just we want him to get better. Well, Daniel Goditsky, exactly. Jack Norman, thank you so much for giving me some time here on the South Central. Our pleasure. Prep yes, Report. our pleasure. Glad to be here. Have a great day. We'll get back to more of the coaches on the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report in just a second. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to the show. 
Now I have a question for you. Is it time to get the carpets cleaned in your home office or apartment? If so, I strongly encourage you to contact Bruce at Flyway Carpet Cleaning. Bruce from Flyway Carpet Cleaning is the only person ever to clean the carpets in my current home. He did a fantastic job at an affordable price. and I'm a strong believer in supporting those who give back to the communities that they serve as well. And Bruce and the staff at Flyway Carpet Cleaning are always supporters of our area youth as they compete in high school athletics, in school or in extracurricular activities. I always see Bruce and Flyway Carpet Cleaning involved. Flyway Carpet Cleaning provides residential and commercial cleaning services all across South Central Wisconsin. Whether you need a small stain removed or your entire home or office cleaned, they have the experience and tools to complete the job on time and on budget, all with the personal attention that you deserve. Now, did you find water in your finished basement and need it out as soon as possible before any more damage is done? Flyway Carpet Cleaning is the place to call. They also offer emergency services in case life happens and you need your carpet cleaned as soon as possible. When it's time to get the carpets cleaned in your home, apartment, or office, you need to call Flyway Carpet Cleaning. Give Bruce a call at 920-885-6188. That's 920-885-6188. Or check out flywaycarpetcleaning.com. Flyway Carpet Cleaning, they don't cut corners, they clean them. All right, really need to thank Beaver Dam head girls basketball coach Tim Chase for giving me a couple of minutes to talk about his scouts that get information ready for him as they and his staff produce game plans for opponents as the girls basketball season moves along. And Dan Yagodinsky and Jack Nortman giving me some time today. Those two guys like to talk. I think we could have talked probably for two hours straight if I would have let those guys, but appreciate them joining us today as well. We need to thank the Eagle Lake Island Lodge and also Flyway Carpet Cleaning for being a part of the program. And if this is the first time you've listened to the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report, subscribe. It does us a great uh, favor by doing that. You'll never miss an episode. We have episodes every Wednesday and Saturday during the high school sports season. You can find us on pretty much any place that you download podcasts. Just search South Central Wisconsin Prep Report. Until Wednesday, thank you so much for downloading the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report. My name is Wade Bates and have yourself a great day. I'll see you at the games.